Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. After every mass shooting, we hear a simple message, the same message all over the country. And I've been to every mass shooting. Do something. Every mass shooting? Just another bit of outrageous hyperbole from President Biden. Uh, did I say outrageous hyperbole? I meant lie. Just another lie from Joe Biden. This is out of control. Constant and consistent. Every day, something new. Every day, something completely shocking, so criminally insane. You wonder, how is it possible? How is it remotely possible? That this man is president of the United States. This guy? So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PI, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I, I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going I'm to stand not doing that. Well, I'm sold. The reason Joe Biden fails in the polls, the reason Democrats are so completely freaked out, isn't even the fact that he can't do the acronym. It's this. I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going to to stand not doing that. What the hell did he just say? He doesn't know. The mumbling, the bumbling, the stumbling. The White House is working to change the stairs, walking up to Air Force One, so they're not as as deep, right? The steps aren't as high, so he won't stumble and fall, because every time he stumbles, it will hurt his reelection chances. Everybody gets it. Joe Biden is too old. And America is now in the place of too old. This should not be confused or conflated with the idea that somehow we don't care about the elderly. We should never be a society that dismisses the elderly. But there is a moment of, nope. Your grandfather, your father, you might be fine to drive to the local store and pick up the provisions. That doesn't mean you're the guy to be president. And I don't think there should be an age where you lose your driver's license. But I don't mind the testing. I don't think there should be a test for mental competency regarding presidential candidates. There should be a test for the American people who vote for this insanity, though. Because clearly the people who voted for Biden are the ones who need to be checked. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, that's the number. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY, that's the number. That is what's going on uh, right there. So give a call, be a part of the show. Now, a lot of this ties into some polling that we have uh, seen where Biden is uh, basically getting his butt kicked. And I'm going to get into some of the the, the presidential polling uh, later. If you take a look at where the Democrats are, where the Democrats are, the real clear politics average has Robert Kennedy at 15%, Biden 65%. The Rasmussen poll 
had it at 57.25. That's where these polls are regarding Biden for president. You got to go back just a little bit further. If I go back to the Quinnipiac poll at the beginning of September, the Fox News poll at the beginning of September, and the Fox News poll, man, it didn't have enough people in that poll at all. Biden was in the 70s. And now I've got him in the low 60s, high 50s. I have got poll after poll going back two months, three months, upper 60s, the 70s. There was no question here. No question at all. Now there's a question. It broke. I shouldn't say it broke like it was some uh, massive news story. It was just well known. You know this debate between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom? It's going to be moderated by Sean Hannity. Sean is going to... Moderate that debate. That debate has great opportunities for Ron DeSantis. Great opportunities for Ron DeSantis. But that debate now, more than when it was first discussed, that debate now is a conversation about Gavin Newsom as the candidate. Now, what Newsom has said requires a little bit of parsing. What Gavin Newsom has stated is that he is not running for president. That statement is very, very big. Let me give you the clip kind of in full. Why not you, if you really care that much about the issues? I know you say you're not running, which is unusual to put a period at it. Yeah, exclamation Why, if you care, why don't you run if you care? Because I believe in this guy, actually. You know know why? You think Joe Biden is the best the Democrats can do? And and I hope you can differentiate, because your BS meter is one of the best, because you've been around this all your life. I don't like this guy. I have deep respect, reverence for Joe Biden as a person, his character, his decency and his capacity to do great things. That's why I'm not worthy of that conversation. This guy deserves it. And we, as, as members of the party, deserve to have his back more forcefully. And none of the nonsense, all this, you, you, these quiet conversations you've been in, we've all been in, folks talking on the back, that become headlines. And we're all chasing that right now. We've got to get on the team. We've got to get this, this guy reelected. And we've got to stop all the navel-gazing and the hand-wringing and all the behind-the-scenes quiet conversations off the record that tend to find their way into the press as, you know, sources, you know, close yeah, but, to. Doesn't he sound like a with-the-party guy? I'm not worthy. Of course he's not running. He won't have to. It will just be handed to him. Now, I find it amazing, the idea that the Democratic Party could, in 2023, for an election in 2024... Nominate a straight white male. I I don't even know what to say. But picture what it is that they're doing. 
replace Biden, not with Kamala Harris, but with Gavin Newsom. You've gone through this. What kind of abuse are they going to take from their own party when they say, here's the straight white male and we're not going to go with uh, the woman of color who's already vice president? Woman of color. That's what they're going to say. Nope, going to just overlook her altogether. They're going to take it on the chin from their own party in ways you cannot fathom. Do you understand exactly how bad she is? How absolutely worthless she is? How unnecessary, how unwanted, how unacceptable she is. There was, I think it was Daily Mail had a, it was a bit of polling. Here it is. Here it is from Daily Mail. Uh, Daily Mail is, is, is a British uh, outlet. All right. Just, just for, for clarity. They did a poll over at Daily Mail. This is the headline. Kamala Harris is incompetent, unqualified, and the worst vice president in 40 years, according to voters in brutal Daily Mail poll. Ah. Here, here's, here's how they have it. 40% Kamala Harris. 17% Pence. 17% Cheney. 7% Quayle. Biden when he was VP to Obama. 2% George H.W. Bush, Vice President to Reagan. 1% Al Gore, Vice President to Bill Clinton. This is recent years, so you don't go back, uh, you know, throughout the history. 40%. Well, you could say, yeah, but that's just because she's Vice President now. And, you know, you know, you know, you know, they don't know. They don't know anything else. Here is the uh, word cloud. You know what a word cloud is? A word cloud is you put in all your thoughts about somebody, and the ones, the words that get repeated the most, they're they're larger within all of these words. So, uh, opportunist is on there. Yuck is uh, yuck is actually on the yuck. That's great. Uh, annoying, fake, capable is on there. Leadership is on there. But these words are in, in, in small, small measure. Puppet, negative, uncharismatic, words I'm not allowed to say on air. Moron, evil, crazy, idiot, weak, worthless, irrelevant, stupid, unqualified, and the word that tops them all, incompetent. Uh, You should note uh, that dumbass also made the list. It's there. Look, it's there. What, plenty of people have said that about Trump? I can't have he said about about, uh, Kamala Harris, you know, equality and all. This is the way she's seen. And that's why Democrats are looking elsewhere. But they are doing this and they know that they're going to take the hit. You know that they're going to take the hit. Even with all of this, They're going to take the hit. What exactly do they see that we don't see that makes them look at someone like Gavin Newsom or possibly somebody else?
You take a look at a guy that has further ruined California, and you're like, that's the guy we should have running the country. That is something. They are taking a look at the polling that shows Trump nine points ahead in that ABC Washington Post poll of Joe Biden. There are other polls where he's only up by a point, and Nikki Haley is up by six points. I think the point is, and I'll get into later what I think of of that poll regarding Trump. So many places, if we take a look at historical averages and numbers based on years past and election years past at this time four years ago, Biden is failing and flailing miserably. The numbers aren't there. Now, I agree I don't believe just one poll. I don't necessarily trust polls. All that is true. But if you're the Democratic Party, you got to look at these things. You have to ask yourself if it tells you something. And remember, the polls we see are not necessarily the polls they see. You know they're doing internal polling all the time. They're reading the room all the time. Picture... Picture the scene. Picture the scene. You are part of the re-election campaign. You are there to figure out how to get Joe Biden back in the White House. And you sit down. Hey, I hope everybody had a, a, a good weekend and everything else. Um, uh, all right. Uh, uh, give, me the, give, me the, give me the highlights. Give me the hits. Uh, Joe was in uh, South Carolina, was it wherever he was. Joe was out there was talking about hip-hop, right? He had the event with LL Cool J. How'd that go? Um, well, um, well, no, 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 come on, show me, show me the video. Here, let, let's hear it. The, t- tell me how it went. Uh, celebrating LL Cool, who doesn't love LL Cool J? Right, gonna knock you out, right? T- all right, sh- tell me what he said. The two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, he got man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's spent. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Did, 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 did the president, um, did the president just call LL Cool J? Um, did it, did he just call LL Cool J? Uh, did he, did he call him a boy? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he ca- he called a black man in in twenty twenty three. The president called a black man um, a. Uh, 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 you're, you're telling me he called a black man a, a boy? Uh, yes, yes. That that that's that's what that's what he did. Huh? And at that moment. The people in that room are moving Gavin Newsom's name to speed dial. What we see in these polls, we can take in a multiplicity of directions what they feel. Well, I think it's starting to be undeniable. I have argued, and I still argue that's too late to replace Joe Biden. They're stuck. But as has been said to me, and I believe this counter-argument is correct and accurate, you've said it to me. Tony, it's the Democratic Party. 
They'll do anything they want. And whoever they replace Joe with, that's the greatest person who ever lived. And all the press will make sure America knows everything about him in four seconds. It's fine. I don't know if they're going to change him. I'm saying they're absolutely talking about it. They are absolutely talking about it. It's undeniable at this stage of the game. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. This is data. And what we have discovered is that data in and of itself is considered violence. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. We see this with the libs of TikTok account. Right? Uh, Miss Raychick's account. Where all she'll do is share a video made by a progressive and just share it. And that's somehow an attack. That's uh, an act of violence. It, 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 it is not. It is data. Here's what it is someone's saying. So maybe that's just, you know, just sharing. This is data. As is pointed out by the Toronto Sun, there's a study in Canada. 45% of trans women inmates have been convicted of sex crimes. These are men who claim to be women. Over half of those sex crimes are against children, and 41%, as is described, murderers. We're talking about men who claim to be women. Uh, It would be an irrational thought to state that everyone who has gender dysphoria, diagnosed gender dysphoria, is some kind of criminal. I would never say such a thing. There is no data on that. That's gross. But we should admit that what we are seeing and allowing in society is social contagion, not actually a medical issue. And that social contagion is utilized by people who want to commit these kinds of acts because of other mental issues that they have. And now they're being given cover. We should not deny reality because it is uncomfortable. And others should not deny reality because it somehow hurts their narrative. Your ideology is meaningless drivel crap. Who cares? The data is the data. How is this number so large in Canada? You know, those hateful Canucks with their bigotry and whatnot. These are the people who want you to recognize two-spirit. It's not just an L, a G, a B, a T, a Q, an I, an A. There's a 2S. Two-spirit. You think I can make that up? I don't have that much skill. The data is the data is the data. Can't be denied. Now, the question is, what do you do about it? This is Tony Katz today.
push is on to push Menendez out of the Senate. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, Bob Menendez. He's got gold bars in the house. You know, because he's Cuban. Look, I'm not the one who came up with the defense. He did. But senators everywhere are saying maybe you should step down one of them. Fellow New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, CNN, with the breaking news call. Yeah, this is a very significant statement, and it's a lengthy statement from Senator Cory Booker, who has had a close personal and political relationship with Senator Bob Menendez over the last decade. And I do want to read you the last graph of this statement, because he talks a lot about their relationship and sort of the the past that they have shared together. But in this last graph, he says, quote, stepping down is not an admission of guilt, but an acknowledgement that holding public office often demands tremendous sacrifices at great personal cost. Senator Menendez has made these sacrifices in the past to serve, and in this case, he must do so again. I believe stepping down is best for those Senator Menendez has spent his life serving. And as you noted, this is a significant statement from a fellow New Jersey politician. There are a number of House Democrats from New Jersey who have also called on Senator Menendez to resign. But in the last hour, we have gotten a flood of statements from other Democrats calling on Senator Menendez to step aside. And we should note that lawmakers are coming back to Washington today. They're trying to avert a government shutdown. Obviously, this is not the conversation that a lot of Democrats want to be having with reporters in the halls. It's also notable that there are a number of vulnerable Democrats running for re-election who were swift in coming out with statements saying that they thought that Senator Menendez should resign, including Senator Sherrod Brown, who released his statement last night. Senator John Tester, another vulnerable Democrat running for re-election in 2024. Senator Jackie Rosen, Senator Bob Casey, Senator Tammy Baldwin. We've also heard from Senator Martin Heinrich, Senator Peter Welch, Senator John Fetterman, all calling for Senator Menendez to step aside. When John Fetterman is calling for you to step aside, things are bad. But that list is a super fascinating one. Tester is running in a very tough re-election in Montana. Right? That's what's happening right there. Sherrod Brown is going to have a very, very tough fight in um, in, in Ohio. Fetterman and Casey, that's both Pennsylvania. Because Pennsylvania is going to be a very, very tough fight. You've got McClintock, who has decided to jump back in this race. This is the guy who should have been the nominee. I've said McClintock. I meant McCormick. I apologize. Dave McCormick should have been the guy who was the nominee and not Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz. It should have been this guy. And that primary was tough. McCormick is a much more palatable uh, uh, contestant than, than Mehmet Oz. That guy could not campaign. He could not translate it out. Crazy. McCormick has opportunity to beat Bob Casey and beat Bob Casey bad and take a Senate seat for the Republicans in Pennsylvania. Jackie Rosen is Nevada, right? 
I believe Jackie Rosen is is Nevada. That's going to be another tight race. So here they are all coming out to say that Menendez should resign. Menendez may have been engaged, as the indictment goes, in working with Egyptians to influence policy, and he had hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and gold in his house when it was raided by the FBI. I believe his uh, his response was that, you know, uh, the reason I keep so much cash in, in, in my home, the, re- the reason I have this, of course, is, is, is because um, uh, uh, I'm the son of Cuban immigrants. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies, and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Now, this may seem old-fashioned, but these were monies drawn from my personal savings account based on the income that I have lawfully derived over those 30 years. Doesn't so much explain the gold bars, nor does it make sense that it was because of your Cuban history. Now, as I stated when this story came out, if you told me somebody had cash in in their closet, I would totally believe you. He has been hit with three counts of accepting $486,461 in cash bribes. 13 gold ingots, a Mercedes-Benz convertible, according to the unsealed indictment last week. If you told me that you had $50,000, I said this last week. Producer Jason was there, he can attest. I said this last week. If you told me that you had $50,000 in cash in your home, I would say to you, okay, I can see that. Now, I would argue that most people don't have that much, but then again, we live in a society where people don't even have cash anymore, and it's embarrassing. It's it, it is not just embarrassing. It is, uh, let me say this uh, in a much, much better way. It's embarrassing! If you don't carry cash, it's embarrassing. It is. It is. Now, there's always a possibility you forgot it, whatever, that's fine. But if on the regular you don't carry cash, that's just weird, dude. It's just weird. Don't tell me about, well, everybody takes credit cards. Don't tell me, oh, my God, cash. You, you, it's time to grow up. It's time for men to be men again. It's time for people to carry cash and to pay in cash. Even if it's a $3 item, you just don't need the rewards points that bad. Could we all grow up for the love of God? <sighs> need to get that off my chest. Oh, I feel better. But maybe people don't have $50,000 in cash. Maybe they've got like $10,000 in cash. And not everybody. Not Some people don't have $10,000 to their name. But if you said to me that there was a, in, within middle class America, they had money in, in their house, $10,000, $15,000, I'd believe it. $50,000, I'd get it. $400,000? Nope. Unless you're a rapper. No, you don't. No, you don't. And when I see senators with $400,000 laying about, I have questions. 
And this does not explain why you have gold bars worth more than $100,000. Seems to me like he took bribes. But innocent until proven guilty, bring about the court of law. Now, he had to step down from his post as chairman of the Senate uh, Foreign uh, Relations uh, Committee. Because if you're indicted, you can't have a chairmanship. But he's still on the committee. And he has said he is not resigning. As Cory Booker put out in a statement, there is another higher standard for public officials, one not of criminal law, but of common ideals. As senators, we operate in the public trust. That trust is essential to our ability to do our work and perform our duties for our constituents. The details of the allegations against Senator Menendez are of such a nature that the faith and trust in New Jerseyans, as well as those he must work with in order to be effective, have been shaken to the core. Stepping down is not an admission of guilt, writes Senator Cory Booker, but an acknowledgement that holding public office often demands tremendous sacrifices at great personal cost. Senator Menendez has made these sacrifices in the past to serve, and in this case he must do so again. I believe stepping down is best for those Senator Menendez has spent his life serving. You want to add something else uh, on top of this in terms of the pressure in New Jersey? There is a rumor. That the wife of Governor Pat Murphy... She is considering being the replacement for him. This is NewJersey.com, NJ.com. When New Jersey First Lady Tammy Murphy enter the fight for the Senate seat of Menendez. I'm a long way removed from New Jersey. I have absolutely no idea about Tammy Murphy. I know uh, that um, I say I call him Pat Murphy. Phil Murphy is is the governor uh, of of New Jersey. Um, Murphy's a joke. Murphy's a tool. That's what I know about Phil Murphy. I know nothing of his wife. I know nothing of Tammy Murphy's uh, popularity. What I know is Democrats now have to work to save a candidate, to save a seat. It's New Jersey, you say, and Republicans have a hard time. New Jersey's been weird. I mean, remember Thomas Keene? You you got Christy Todd Whitman. You're like, Whitman, not necessarily the strongest Republican. Chris Christie, again, not necessarily the strongest Republican. I'm not going to disagree. I'm going to explain that sometimes you get what you get and you don't get upset. Certainly better than Senator Bob Menendez would be either one of them as a U.S. Senator. By the by, I can't be the first person to have said this. There, As a matter of fact, there's no way I'm the first person to have said this. Is there about to be a push? Hey, Chris Christie, you want to actually do something? Run for Senate. Get out of this presidential race. That's over. 
Run for Senate. That way, if Trump wins, you could be a check and balance. You're the new Mitt Romney. You're everything the Republican Party needs. Run. Now I know what you're saying. Cats, what the hell are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm solving problems, baby. That's what daddy's doing. I get him out of the race. You now get to consolidate around some other potential challengers for Donald Trump. He's he's loved, right? He takes on Trump. Now put the press to the test by having him to be the replacement for Bob Menendez in New Jersey. Let's see if they still love him. Let's see if he's popular in New Jersey. Let's see if he can rally the troops. Because I'm here to tell you, I'd rally. I'd rally for Senator Chris Christie. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. Your Mima knows I'm right. I'm right. Oh, I'm totally right. Where's Chris Christie in this? I'm curious. You know, the debate's tomorrow. The debate is tomorrow. I'll break that all down uh, tomorrow. I wonder if it'll come up. I wonder if it'll come up. Hey, Chris, what are you doing here? Go run for Senate. You're not going to win the presidency. America doesn't want you. New Hampshire doesn't even want you. Let's see if New Jersey wants you. You'll probably get a lot of love from the party if you do. Now, there are some other people who could run. Remember, Phil Murphy squeaked out squeaked out uh, that governor's race because there was a Republican who was right on his tail. I believe I pronounce it Cittarelli. Jack Cittarelli. He came close. New Jersey's up for grabs. This this, uh, Bob Menendez thing. Sure, innocence will proven guilty. Undoubtedly true. But this guy is now weak and can be beaten. You got to at least try. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. The Dow is down 271. It was down 300. The NASDAQ is down 140. People are selling off. And here's part of the news. New, newly built homes down 9% in August. That's only part of the story. Of course, the story is the mortgage rates. They were at 675,000 sales of new single-family homes in August. 8.7% below the revised July rate of 739,000. It's 5.8% above the August 2022 rate. It's okay, we're well out of COVID and people are doing things, but that doesn't mean things are going well. What also isn't going well is mortgages. The mortgage rate on a 30-year fixed moved up with a with a, the spread was 3%, 297 basis points. So you have the 10-year treasury which was at 4. Point, what was it? Was it 4.55 was at 4.56. When it got to 4.51 and you had a full 300 basis point spread, it meant that the 30-year fixed 
was 7.51. As Lance Lambert of Fortune Magazine pointed out, uh, real estate editor there, that meant that interest rates were closer to 10% than they were to 5%. And right now, a 10-year treasury, and I'm a little delayed on this, uh, 4.54. Things were all the way up today to 4.561, went down to a 4.485, and now are back up at basically uh, 4.5 and a half. This is where we're at. This is what's deciding the economy of America right now. This, these rates are going to keep everybody from doing everything. And even historically, as we've discussed it, a 7.5% rate is not historically high, it is without question higher than people are willing to do. It changes the way people buy. And in the car market, we brutal. Meanwhile, Representative Ocasio-Cortez wants you to know why she bought a Tesla, and the answer is just as ridiculous as Representative Ocasio-Cortez. And the Canadians celebrated a Nazi because no one knows how to read a history book. This is Tony Katz. Tony Katz today.